The Underdark is a world unto itself, and, if imagined well, can be the most memorable aspect of any adventurer's journey. Whether a brief interlude in your campaign, or somewhere you plan to send your players for the next six months of roleplay, the Underdark can provide a fascinating world for you and your players. As someone who has spent more than a little time in this shadowy landscape, I'm truly excited to get into today's episode and give you some quick tips on running a game in the Underdark setting. Imagine kingdoms and cities governed by goblins, dwarves, or even gnomes. Imagine, if you will, lots of tunnels. Some will cover distances horizontally, like roads connecting cities on the surface. A few will be expansive and large enough for wagons of wares to be hauled by large-eyed underground beasts. And still, other tunnels will lead down deeper, into the Underdark, where less civil creatures have their own enclaves. The Underdark is a world with symbiotic relationships. Cities trade with each other, some trade with the surface, and even get caught up in the mire of surface politics. But others are more predatory, raiding and attacking rather than growing and making their own. Fortifications, choke points, natural or man-made, and once lost kingdoms now full of vile creatures. Those who just want to be left alone, and secret societies whose activities were too taboo for the surface world. The point is, the Underdark is not a monolith, though they may appear to be the same color to many characters. While it does live up to the reputation of being a dark and decrepit place in many respects, it is also where many call home. Exploring how and why it can be both of those things will always be more interesting than simply running your games like it's the... bad place because it's dark. The geology nerds out there are probably aware of this, but there are waterways in the Underdark. There are huge underground lakes with blind water creatures, much like the sea creatures from the abyssal depths in our own world. Just considerably more dangerous, if you can believe that. Some of them are predatory and can only feed by dragging or luring someone into their territory, requiring your characters to float across the surface of a vast underground body of water by torchlight is an easy way to set a mood. Describe how some leviathan just pressed itself against the underside of a raft, or perhaps my deepest fear, a monstrous anglerfish using its eerie lure of light to lead the craft into dangerous water. Seriously, I think my deepest fear might actually be anglerfish. And that's really irrational, isn't it? Caverns within your Underdark setting should be vast and diverse. Some could be a forest of stalagmites, while others are groves of huge mushrooms glowing dimly. The landscape of caves and caverns can be truly unique, so take every opportunity to make your world seem like more than just walls and tunnels. I would even recommend going through the effort of making your settings seem lush and welcoming, which would juxtapose wonderfully with the horrific beasts that live there. Players taken aback by the sight of a beautiful underdark lake and the cuteness of troglobite lizards are much easier to scare. Consider what the underdark does to your player character's minds. Based on each character type, what are the players feeling? Why does the NPC elf keep speaking of troubling dreams? Are the dwarves who feel at home growing resentful of these complaints? The underdark eats at each other's thinking, is the point. It affects sleep and, depending on your character, their magic and combat abilities. Your characters could encounter other one-time adventurers who have gone mad in the darkness. Ragged in their clothes, they babble, but at the same time beg to join them. Beg for warm food and fresh water that they don't have to lap up from the cave floor. Many will be prone to hallucinations and might even turn on each other at some point. For humans, their emotions will run out of control. They might sing just to hear something and then burst into tears a moment later. More knowledgeable party members being fully aware that all of this noise could attract anything lurking beyond their sight. 
as you can see, your psychological horror muscles get a big opportunity to flex here, so you should take it. More than most settings, it falls directly on the Dungeon Master to help place their players in a bizarre world. Is there a constant chilling breeze? What flickers in the shadows of their torchlight? What do they hear? Perhaps a constant sound of running water, strange clicking or crashing sounds, low rumbles that shake the earth and wake them from their fitful sleep. You should also think about weather systems as they move through the Underdark. Near large underground rivers, the air might be more humid. If they travel deeper, the air might be more hot or smell like sulfur. There's a lot of ways to make the players seem constantly uncomfortable and out of their depth, and you should work that into every moment that they're traveling this place, especially if they choose to advance further. The Underdark brings specific challenges that can heighten gameplay. In most cases, a much more accurate accounting of rations, torches, and supplies is necessary. In fact, fighting the clock of dwindling supplies can be a source of suspense and creative thinking. Yes, there are trading posts in cities, but they are more spread out than you would like them to be, and folks in the Underdark might not be willing to trade or barter with just anyone. Add to that, people who are willing to trade may not have what you're looking for. The point is, supplies are basically their own ticking clock. Having an unfortunate incident where the players must choose whether to leave a wagon behind or where their food becomes compromised can always ramp that up even more. Always keep in mind that when your characters pass close to surface exits, they are likely to find more trouble. Creatures of the Underdark use these exits and dwell near them. Sometimes treasure is stored there, other times bizarre hermits plot magical revenge against the world that banished them or rejected their brilliance. Pretty wide diversity of people, I'd say. Such entrances are a perfect way to introduce your party into the Underdark world. So try not to squander this first impression. Battle also becomes challenging and exciting in the Underdark. Some passages might be so smooth only creatures who can levitate can get across them. Narrow bridges make for unique combat situations as your players swing or lunge at opponents. They might also need to make balance rolls based on their dexterity. A poor roll might mean they plunge into a spike field or stalagmites below. Retreat is a less likely option both from Underdark combat and the Underdark world, adding a sense of urgency and doom. If you want a concise visual for what I'm talking about, just watch the Minds of Moria scene from Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and really study what makes the tension ramp up in it so perfectly. Take that info and try your best to put your own spin on it. The Underdark is unique in so many ways and offers chances for players to enter a realm completely out of their, shall we say, depth. Aboliths, dark mantles, and a host of depraved horrors lie within, but it's the things like interesting characters, terrifying tales, and treasures unlike those found on the surface that really add soul to any Underdark campaign or session. Basically, don't let your version of this setting be just another spooky cave or tepid dungeon. Go all out on it. Thank you guys so much for watching, I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new videos like this every week. And if you've had a great session or a great campaign that's taken place in the Underdark, I would love to hear about it down in the comments. Thanks again for watching, my name's Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell.